All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? It's Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Another loss tonight, nothing new here in Red Nation, but we're still going to talk about it because that's what we do. We talk out our feelings, and we're very therapeutic when it comes to that here at The Dream Take. Final score, Pelicans 110. Rockets 97. So again, second straight loss to the Pelicans, not what you want to see, but at least I get to talk with about it with my co-pilot, Michael Brown. Mike, happy Tuesday, happy almost trade deadline day, uh, happy everything except sad Rockets loss tonight. Happy everything to you, Mr. Brenner. Thank you, Mike. Let's talk about this game. So Rockets, uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> There's a lot of different places you can start. Honestly, you know what's funny, though, is they lost by 13 uh, to the Pelicans in Houston. They lost by 13 to the Pelicans in New Orleans. So at least they're consistent. Yeah. I, Jeremy, this this can't be business as usual anymore, man. Like, this team is is broken. Like, it's time to stop trying to make sense of this because there is no sense to this. There's no sense to the front office. Like we're now 72 hours away. And do I hate the trade that, that Sacramento made with Indiana? Yeah. Do I hate the deal that Portland made for McCollum? Yeah. But at least they're doing something. What the hell are we doing here? Not you and I, you and I, Always keep it 100 with all of our listeners. My question is, what are the Rockets doing? They have no sense of system on the offensive end. They can't play defense. They can't rebound when they put two bigs on the floor. Silas is lost. Stone is doing God knows what with the roster. My question to you, Jeremy Brenner, is make sense of what the hell we are doing less than 72 hours away from the deadline. What are we doing? You're playing, you're not playing Gordon, but you're playing Christian Wood. You're not playing your vets. You're not moving them. There's no talk on wall. There's nothing. What are we doing? Is my most subtle way of not just freaking losing it right now because I'm tired of watching this garbage on the court. It sucks. There's no other way around it. It sucks. But at least I'd be okay if they were trying something. Move somebody. Do something. And they haven't done it yet. And maybe they do do it tomorrow and Thursday and everything is wild and bananas, but we're just talking about right now. And that's where I'm at, man, is talk me into some sort of direction is my plea to you, Jeremy Brenner. So, you know, what's funny though, is I was honestly going to come in here tonight and thinking, you know, Hey, I'm going to agree with Mike on everything he says tonight. Just, just to change it up, just to spice things up. Um, but let's, so, so let, let's try going down that route again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Team sucks. They have no direction, all of that. What else is there to talk about? Well, there's ways that we can, that's you the can thing is there's always of- a solution. There's always a solution, even when it appears rough. And to be honest, Mike, this season, hasn't felt um, worse than last season, even still. 
I think last season was the worst that we saw. And I do think that this season is an improvement. And with all things considered, there is there. The team is better off today than they were last season. And that to me is all that matters. This season is as long as they're taking strides in the right direction. That's what it is. Strides. Honestly, where are they taking strides? I think Kevin Porter tonight played pretty well. I agree. Okay. And and, I, and look, and and the way that I see it, I wrote it in today's recap. That's why um I was so I didn't start the I didn't start the show right away cuz we were here for like 6 or so minutes um just waiting for, you know, someone to talk, but I talked about it in my in my recap on the dreamshake.com go in ahead and uh check it out if you read it if you like and you know Every this is what I say in a rebuilding season, losses like this become commonplace and it's hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel. However, each game provides one little spark of light that could lead us closer to the promised land. And tonight that spark was Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, I mean, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. was good tonight. He's very KPJ, good. 27 well, he was good last points. year. 27 points is a 27 points. Mike is his season high. So today by scoring, in terms of scoring, Kevin Porter has not had a better game than he did tonight. And I think that Kevin Porter, even though he was a bit more of a scorer last year and all that, I think that he, I think that tonight, maybe not his best game of the season, he's a better player today than we have seen throughout most of his uh, time here in Houston. I think, I think he's on the right path. Nothing to me has proven that these guys, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, um, are not on the right path. Maybe it's not translating to wins right away, but at this, like, I want to see, like, wins are something that is going to be hard to come by for a while. Can I ask you a question, though? Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Go ahead. If wins are so hard to come by, why do the Thunder have more wins than we do? Because the Thunder. You You think that's okay? You think you think that's acceptable as a Rockets fan that they have more wins this season than we do? Here's what I'll say about the Thunder. I didn't mean and, to cut you off, but I think it's an important no, no, question no, no. when it, you're it, talking it, about it, wins. It is an it is an important question. Um, you know, they they don't have that many more wins than us. They have one more win than us, two more wins than us, two more wins. So so not much better. Honestly, I think the Thunder they just play better defense. That to me is ultimately why they are winning these games, and why why the Rockets are not it. And they are they are just a built better defensive team, but the Rockets are built better on offense. Yet their crappy offense is leading to the same amount of wins as our crappy defense. So it look and it's and it's two different ways to build a team, right? You, you can either build a team and. And how the Rockets have is they've kind of built them based off of Jalen and Kevin Porter, and they want to be like this high scoring offense versus, and they take more threes than any team in the league probably still, or, um, and they go to the free throw line more than any team in the league. So that's why like the Rockets points are up, but they can't defend for their lives. And it's why they are where they are. And that to me, honestly, is an indictment on everybody. I think it's an indictment on the players. I think it's an indictment on the coaching staff. I think it is a, I don't, you can't just point the finger at one person when it comes to the defense on the team. 
that goes to everybody. It's it's Silas and the coaching staff, Will Weaver, all of them not putting their guys in the best position for success. But at the same time, it's also on these players who are learning the game as it is. We, I don't think we realize or recognize that we play a lot of young players, like a lot of guys with not a whole lot of NBA experience. We're looking at uh, three rookies, two second-year players, Garrison Matthews, uh, Jay Sean Tate, Chris, like Christian Wood is like the most NBA experienced player on the, on the team. And he's like, he's probably played like what? Four seasons. Uh, so it's, his, he's in his sixth season. Okay. But, like, but he yeah. hasn't, he only, he's only played legitimate minutes in the first four years. Or the, okay, the yeah. So, so years, like that to me, and I think that's why um, the Rockets are where they are right now is just because they don't have that experience that other teams have that, are, are able to get because when you see things uh, more often and when you're surrounded by bet- veterans on on the court, you're able to slow the game down. And for the Rockets, the game slows down as the games go on. But for them, for a lot of them, the game is still really fast paced, and they it leads to you know errors, at least turnovers. Twenty one turnovers for the Rockets tonight. Not a surprise. Hard to win a game like that. But I think that's. You know, it, it's that's the thing is time. It's a timing thing. And I've said time so many times, no pun intended, on this show when it comes to just the rebuild. It's going to take time. And, yes, it's frustrating when, you know, losses happen like this and frequent, as frequently as they do. But, like, there's no – I don't – like, Mike, we can't – there's no other fixing at this point. Like, you have to let it – like, like it's like this. That. I don't when agree with break, that. I don't agree with that, though. There is it. There is. Shake it up. When you break your arm, Mike, you can't just you, you can't just get a new arm. Like it's 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 not like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to let the arm heal, and then you have to move forward. Yeah, but if you go to a doctor who prescribes a certain type of surgery, and that surgery didn't work for you, go to another doctor. If you're the Rockets, figure. But Mike, we haven't out. let this. We haven't. Like, this hasn't – I don't think that the current players and the current thing – like, the current people, the personnel that the Rockets have, I don't think we've given them enough time to really let this let this grow. They're, they're not – there's not one – outside of Jay Sean Tate, who's a plus defender on this team? Josh Christopher? I mean, Josh Christopher, I, I guess – Nobody else is a plus defender. But like Josh Christopher is going to become that. Kevin Porter Jr. is has grown leaps and bounds as a defender this season. Jalen needs to get there. Shangun needs to get there. Wood needs to get there. And the thing with Wood is because he's the most experienced player on the roster and because he's not there, there's less optimism that he will get there because sure. he has that experience under his belt. So I think when it comes to this team – it's just it's a timing thing and it's a talent issue as well. They're just not as talented as, as some of the other people. But next year, with because of the Rockets poor 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 record, they'll get another top pick and the team will be better next season. And hopefully they get a guy that is a better defender than some of the players that they currently have. And and you know, they, they work towards it. That's it's such, it's it's a look, Mike, attitude, dude. 
Like what? It's you, not a defeatist attitude. Get, it is. That's exactly what it is. Because you're just saying punt it to next year. You have a deadline. Go do something. But Mike, it's team. always been about punting it to next year. It's always been about punting it. To and next that's year. why we're Mike, a loser franchise Mike, right okay, now. We're a laughing stock. The thing is, Mike, look, look, look at look at the facts. Fifteen and thirty-nine. They're they're not like it's not gonna happen. If they win every single game, Mike, they're they're forty-three and thirty-nine. I'm that's not talking about a, winning games. I'm not talking about that. That's not where my frustration is. But the thing is, Mike, is the wins come as these players gain experience and improve. The only way they're going to improve is if they get the minutes, right? Can we agree on that? We're on the same page. Okay, so the only way they're going to improve is if they get the minutes. And so they're playing these minutes. Jalen Green playing 30 minutes a night is... Is in, is good. Shangun getting more minutes now than he ever has at any point in the season. That is a good sign. Josh Christopher is getting more minutes. That's a good sign. KJ Martin getting more minutes. That's a good sign. Those those minutes that those guys are getting, the increase of it is going to help this team better long term. I don't disagree with you. We're on. We're completely on the same page there. Uh, but so so where so what of anything that I've said do you have a problem with? Cause I think, I think it's the only thing I have that's not the right with, word, but yeah, I'm trying only, to figure out where we do not connect. When you say that start talking about the draft next year, I'm not focused on the draft. I'm not focused on that. I can all. guarantee the rockets are. Yeah. But here's the thing though. We just found out just last year. What happens when you bank on the draft because the rockets and I know this is not a highly touted opinion. The Rockets got the short end of the stick in the draft last year. They were the worst team in the league by five games and don't end up with the number one pick. So what happened? So they got they the number the two lottery. pick. Okay, but it's not the number one pick. They still have a great player. They have a good player. I would not call Jalen Green great. I think that's not fair to Jalen Green. He's a, not sure. he's a good player right now. With a great ceiling. but he's Exactly. A, great he's, ceiling. That... That's what I'm looking at, Mike, is the but ceiling, the, the ceiling. I, I care about the ceiling. And I, care, the Rockets, I care about where he is right now. The Rockets the care player. about the ceiling. Well, right yeah. now, Mike, yes, we can talk about this team right now. They, they're, they, they're shit. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. They're shit. Jalen Green is looks lost on defense, but there are games where he there is some redeemable qualities on offense. Kevin Porter looked great tonight, one of his better games this season. Alperin Shangun looks better every night, but the current the current state of the roster is just not good enough to win these games. I don't know how else to say it. Well, no, I've said this several times over the season. Like it's just it, like that's reality right now, Mike. It's a reality check episode for you. No, it's not. No, trust me. I live in a reality with this team on a nightly basis. It has nothing to do with. Reality. I'm so. What's the issue? So what's the issue? issue is that our front office is sitting with their thumb in their ass, not doing but anything. They're not. To get us better. They're not. How are Mike? they not? How are they're they not? not? You're I telling me they're not sitting you. there doing nothing. Because they're I've doing nothing. To you. Okay. I've explained so, it to you. They're letting this. They're letting this group naturally grow and develop, which is what you do during a rebuild. No, I'm not talking about the young group. I'm talking about why is Eric Gordon still a rocket? Why because is Christian Wood a rocket? Why well, is David Nwaba still a rocket? Why is Daniel Tice still a rocket? Why do these guys not have homes yet? New because homes yet? they're about to get traded by the next game. I guarantee you, all of the guys that you just mentioned, not all of those guys are going to be rockets by the end of Thursday. 
I hope not. But I'm saying right now, I'm talking about, you want to talk about a reality check. Here's the reality that you don't know that to be a fact. Neither do I. We talk about where the Rockets are currently. And I see. I can't in the imagine league. the Rockets go to this deadline on Thursday, considering where they are right now with several veteran pieces and just let it go by. The fact that they've sat Eric Gordon these last two games only proves to me that they're definitely dealing him. Are you at all and, surprised that they're not that they're playing Wood? Well, I think with Christian Wood, they're still under the guise of we're going to listen to Christian Wood offers, but we are 50-50 on whether or not we're going to trade for him or not because we want a decent off like we're not going to trade Christian Wood unless the right offer is there. I think with Eric Gordon, they realize that his value is not getting any better than this. We have an agreement or in, in principle or a promise from another team that, you know, there is a trade to be made. And I think that like, they feel so confident that they're going to trade Eric Gordon, that they're sitting him to ensure that none of this injury, like that he doesn't injure himself. And I know there's, you know, plantar fasciitis or something like that, that Silas said or whatever. I don't buy that at all. Um, You know, like the, the Blazers are doing this with Eric Bledsoe now as well. Like Eric Bledsoe, who was part of that trade last week with the with the Clippers and the Blazers, he's he's not missed a single game all season. Now all of a sudden he goes to Portland. He has a left Achilles injury. Where'd this come up? No, they're not. He doesn't really have a left Achilles injury. He's they're saying he does. So the Blazers have an excuse to not play him, so that they can trade him by Thursday. Right. I think Mike. You know, I said this last week about how I think this is going to be a quiet deadline. And the last 24 hours have shown to me that this is not going to be a very quiet deadline right. at all. Um, it's already very loud uh, with, with today's two trades with McCollum going to new Orleans and with uh, Sabonis and Halliburton swapping. So I really don't see this dead. I think the Rockets will make moves at the deadline. I think Eric Gordon's definitely gone. I, we saw that report from Jonathan Fagan about DJ Augustine wanting to stay in Houston. I think that probably will lean, you know, I, I don't think that means DJ is definitely staying, but I think his chances of staying are probably a little bit better than some of the other guys. Nawaba is just a hard guy to, to gauge interest because he doesn't play enough to like really be an interest for another guy. I feel like no one's going to be calling the Rockets and be like, yo, like I want David Nawaba and nobody else. Like I think Nawaba might go in a trade, like maybe with, um, like with Eric Gordon to like help with salaries or something. I don't know, but um, you know, there, there's something, there's some merit there. And then Daniel Tice, I do think that there is some interest from other teams, but it's I haven't heard there hasn't been a whole lot of discussion on Tice, so it's it's difficult to tell. But I definitely can tell you the Rockets are listening to those guys, and if they're not listening. If nobody's coming to them for those guys, they're definitely reaching out and offering those guys, or at least seeing what their markets are. Well, I don't agree. I don't agree on Nawaba. I think Nawaba has value to a certain extent for you know a playoff team that's looking for you know some guard help. Well, also, it's hard. You and I have talked about Indiana before about you saying that Indiana wants to blow it up. They want to do this. Well, well just what, did, got, what did today teach you? that they went out and got better and good for the Pacers. They blew it up though. They, okay. They blew it up 
to put a guy like Miles Turner to be more of the focal point, which good for them because that's smart. They picked up a Buddy Heald who I don't I think like Buddy Heald stays in Indiana. I don't I really agree don't. either. I don't agree, but they're going to keep Halliburton. Like, yeah, so Halliburton them. is a building block. Halliburton is is not fully cooked yet. He's only in the second season. Versus yeah, Sabonis, nice who's a multiple all-star. All I'm saying is, Jeremy, like, good for these teams that are not just sitting there waiting. Because all you and I can do at this point is speculate. I could be wrong. I, it's happened before. It'll happen again. That we could, on our next show on, on Thursday together at 2 o'clock here on Spotify Green Room, I could be like, look, dude, you are 100% right. They went out. They busted their ass the past 36 hours. Good for the Rockets. They went and gotten better. The fact is, is that they have not done that. And they're just sitting here with their crappy rosters, sending out these guys who look like garbage. And but, nobody... Mike, the Rockets, like, it's not like an abnormal thing that the Rockets have not done anything at this point. Mike, how many teams have made a trade at this point? But not many teams are the Rockets that literally have pieces sitting there that are just begging to be moved. Yeah, but so are the Thunder. And the Thunder, they haven't made a move. Orlando has guys that they need to trade. Who does, who does, trade. Okay, so who does Oklahoma City have that needs to be moved? Kendrick Williams should probably get traded. Okay. But those are – I'm talking about vets that – have n- literally no value to the Rockets that need to be traded. That's I mean, you I'm can saying. talk the about Ro- a lot of teams, Mike. A lot of sure. these teams have, have guys like that. Like, why haven't the Pacers traded Torrey Craig yet? How dare they? It's not how, how dare rude. they. No, it's not. How dude, rude? It's, it's why, not why that. I'm just – because Pistons, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about the Pistons Torrey Craig. Traded, why haven't the Pistons traded Jeremy Grant yet? Because they shouldn't trade Jeremy Grant. That's well, why they – Torrey Craig has minimal value. Okay, well the rock, then, the, then the why haven't the Spurs traded Thaddeus Young? Uh, I mean, what are they going to get for Thaddeus Young? <laughs> the Rockets would get more for David Nwaba than the Spurs would get for Thad Young. But Mike, like the thing is, they're they're waiting, like they're playing the game that everybody's playing. Like it's not, it takes two to tango. You know, it's sure they're they're going to trade him. Like I really do believe that. I don't have any sources that are telling me that he's going to go to this place or he's going to go to that place. I would be shocked if Eric Gordon was a rocket by, by the end of Thursday. He's the only one that I think will get traded. And I know Kelly, um, I know Kelly Eco kind of led a lot of fans to believe that, um, that Eric Gordon's not getting traded. He obviously does have sources, but there's another source that says, you know, Hey, Christian Wood, there's a 50, 50 chance he gets traded from Evan Massey at, uh, NBA analysis network. So like we real like at the end of the day, sources will be all over things and they'll tell, they'll tell reporters one thing and actually do a different thing. And the only thing that we can really gauge from the deadline is just watching it play out. Yeah. What are you, so let me ask you this. I agree with you. So let's talk about realistic trade targets. What are your thoughts on PJ Washington for the Rockets? So I did see that trade um, on Twitter and I did tweet about it. Um, so it was Christian Wood for PJ Washington, James Booknight, and who was Mace? Was it was it Plumlee or was it like no? It was somebody else. Uh, Nick Richard. It was Nick Richards. It was Nick Richards. Yeah. Um, I would take that deal. I, I would. Five I would take seconds. that deal because here's here's why. And I don't even care that there's no picks attached 
because James Booknight was a literally a lottery pick this season. So you're mm-hmm. essentially getting a lottery pick. I think it it opens the door for Shangoon. It, it just there's a lot of like funkiness in that front court right now. And I can appreciate the fact that Silas is playing Shangoon and Wood together. Um, and, and I don't necessarily think they have enough of a sample size, but the initial findings of the sample size are not very good. Dude, they suck together. They, they're not, they're not very good together. And they can't that, rebound. There's no spacing and they can't yeah, rebound. Besides that, a, I mean, they're good. Christian Wood needs, like, I think Christian Wood needs to go. Cause the thing is, look, with Christian Wood, when he came to the Rockets, he was essentially going to be their Clint Capella. He was going to be, not necessarily on the defensive end, but he was going to be James Harden's pick-and-roll partner, mm-hmm. and he was going to be the big that he needed to play with. Because that's why James Harden was, you know, not very good in that last season, the end of that last season, because the team catered to Russ and his style of play, playing small ball, and that didn't work for James Harden. And that's why they were ultimately eliminated in the second round of those playoffs. But I think, and obviously the the team changed so much that they for it forced Wood to become this focal point on the offense without a true creator. And it's and it, it just it's just not a good fit right now with this Rockets team. But when the team signed Christian Wood, it was the right deal. It was the right right call because they signed him for a Decent amount of money, not nothing too crazy. It was a, it was a fair offer. Probably, you know, Christian Wood could have gotten a little bit more, but at the same time, I think this is his. I think this is his ceiling. I don't see him getting much better than where he's at right now. And he does, he does create a, he does create a lot of issues for a lot of the different guys around him. Um, and it's nothing, it's nothing against Christian Wood. It's nothing against, you know, the other guys, but it's just how this team is built right now is not for the best for the like Christian Wood just doesn't, he's a, he's a jigsaw piece that just doesn't fit. It's in a different box and he, and he's got to go find his own box, whether that box is in Charlotte, whether it's in Boston, whether it's somewhere else. And I, we gotta, I think we got to find out. And I don't know if that means trade him now. I don't think there, there's a need to trade him now because you do want to get proper value for him. And if you don't get that proper value, like if they don't trade Christian Wood by the deadline, I'm not going to be disappointed. But I do think that they're going to have to find a way to make it work. And- if they can get 85 cents on the dollar for him at this point, I would take it. Simply for the fact that if you let this go into next season, you run the risk of – I don't think it gets less. past the offseason. Like I, I think if he doesn't get, if he doesn't get traded by Thursday, I think he goes. Uh, I think he goes during the offseason. Just I mean, because I, I, I think don't. If that happens, you're going to get less. Like I think well, you're, you're going to get less than eighty five. But I don't think you're going to get significantly less though, Mike. If if Charlotte, why would Charlotte do that? That is Charlotte does sense. it because they get another, like they they get another scoring big. They don't really have like a scorer in in the post and Christian they, Wood could be that you know, I, look I don't necessarily think I don't necessarily think Christian Wood is a fit for any team because we haven't really seen Christian Wood in a winning basketball situation yeah, that's fair that's so point. it's hard it's hard to envision him you know winning like they have Mason Plumley, 
And I, I guess Christian Wood would be a would be an upgrade to Mason, Mason Plumley. <laughs> Sorry. Now, yes, Jeremy, he would be. So maybe the Hornets try to do something with that. Um, if they can get James Booknight for him, the, the the thing with Booknight though is I think he's extremely talented, and I think he's just a like I thought he was gonna go a lot higher in the draft than what he did. I remember thinking he was going to go to Oklahoma city at the sixth pick, but with book, if you throw book night onto the rockets, right. I just don't see how that, I don't, don't see how it'll fit. He's obviously not going to start because that that's Jalen green spot. So he's going to come off the bench. Well, book night doesn't like make any six sense. man score. Well, no, cause you have Josh Christopher. Exactly. I mean, I mean, this year he's shooting 34% from three. It actually isn't bad for a rookie. I think he could actually get better. He's only averaging five points a game. I think because he doesn't play. He he, he well, gets, right. He doesn't he doesn't play. He gets uh the crappy uh minutes it, like the sure garbage time minutes. I can't talk tonight, but like he had that game earlier in the year. Do you remember that? He had like, like he had what like a forty? Not forty. Did he have forty? Was it him? He had twenty four. Oh, okay. Well, it felt like forty. It did feel like 40. I thought it yeah. was 40. Yeah, dude. Like you said that. And I was like, yeah, when Book Knight had the 40 piece. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I do want to mention this. Like, the more you and I talk about it, like, I'm still frustrated. I'm going to give it the 36 hours. Like, I'm going to give it until Thursday at 2 o'clock. I just want them to try something. Like, shake it up a little bit. Like, yeah, I see what you're deal, saying. Like, I'm good with an experiment like that deal. Even if you get the kid Richard, there's your big man project. PJ Washington gives you a guy that I've been begging for to play next to Shengun or play next to your big, like you, you, what was the last time the Rockets had a legitimate beast of a power forward? Even with Harden, they never had it. Uh-huh. Ryan Anderson, much respect to him. Not a legit power. No, forward. I don't think he's what you're looking you know, for. And I'm not, and I, and I know you're, I, listen, I, and I don't even call him a power forward. I'll, I'll, get, I'll go the Jeremy Brenner route and say, when was the last time the Rockets had a guy that was like 6'7 to 6'9, 6'10 that could rebound, was a force inside? Chandler Parsons, 6'10 with the ratchet. Did you see his tweet, by the way? I do need to mention this. Somebody tweeted him and said, what was your favorite moment as a Memphis Grizzly on Twitter? And his response was epic, and it was very simply, when I signed the contract. So shout out. Uh, to yeah, you. that's a very good answer. Yeah. No, like I like, I like Chandler Parsons. Yeah. I would say guy. the moment I made $94 million. Yeah. yeah right. Is, is um, the best moment of my, is the best moment of my career. Absolutely. I think even if they pull a deal, the Rockets do and get John Wall to the Lakers. Right. And even if they have to take Russ back and cut him and get a draft pick, at least that shows some creativity. That's what I want, man. You know, draft night, that was the most fun I think I've had on a podcast in a while was breaking down. Holy hell, they moved up to 16, identified Shangoon, they got Josh Christopher, they've got Jalen Green, they got Garuba. Like all of those you, guys. You're, you just want something to celebrate. You want something to celebrate. Celebrate, talk about, applaud the front office for their creativity. That's what I'm looking for. Identify the issues with the roster. Because right now they have not done that in its entirety. But the thing, the thing, Mike, is it's hot dog water, if you will. I don't know. I don't know if it's um, 
Because the thing is, there's two different ways they can go with fixing this roster, right? Mm-hmm. You can either fire or trade away people that are currently playing, or you let it go, kind of do what you've done these last two games. You open up some minutes for Shangun, opens up minutes for uh, KJ, opens up minutes for Christopher. Like, like who out of like, because look, if, if you're, if you take someone out, let's assume that Eric Gordon's the only one that gets traded, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would you rather just let this group of nine that played tonight run it for the, for the rest of the season and let them get those minutes to improve? Or are you saying, let's bring in somebody and take away someone that's currently in the rotation, their minutes. I dude, I'll be honest with because you. I think that the I Rockets, think it depends. To answer your question real quick, it depends on what they get for Gordon. Like, do they do the Phoenix deal we've talked about, where you pick up a Jalen Smith? Because if you do that, then you need to create minutes for a Smith. To answer your question, I really, I guess my preference would be to run it with the nine, but I don't want to because you know what the ceiling is with this nine. Like, I'll say this, compete, yeah. But they're gonna get they're gonna compete, but they're gonna get beat. And I I I don't know. The how fundamental problem of this take. roster, honestly, Mike. Now that I'm looking at it, like just seeing it, they're not good. I think Christian Wood just creates a lot of. He's a problem. He's it, the problem. It, it's it's holding them back. It mm-hmm. like his 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 presence is holding them back, and it's not necessarily because. Um, of him and like what he does, but it's just like his style of play just isn't conducive for the other guys in the team. And I think if you move Christian Wood, it allows Kevin Porter and Jalen Green to have more creator opportunities, give Shangun more opportunities as the lone big in the lineup. It gives, you know, there, there's so many things that it, it could open for you and you can try and I feel like with Christian Wood, it's only a matter of time before he goes. I feel like I feel like we're right. past the point of reclamation with him. I don't see a scenario where the Rockets are good and Christian Wood is the reason why. Well, and tonight, I'll give you a perfect example. During the game tonight, they were down seven. They were down seven. He got the ball. The Rockets get a stop down seven. Yeah, late in the third quarter. He drives the ball down and goes one on five. And this is a stupid shot. The Hornets come down, hit a three. It was like a, it was like a 10 point swing in 45 seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm referencing? Yeah, I do. Like I do. that. And so you go down 15 or 17 or whatever it was. That is Christian Wood in a freaking nutshell. Because Christian Wood doesn't trust Kevin Porter to create for him. I don't disagree with that. I love that take by you. And I think it's a hundred percent accurate. And I think that Christian Wood is out for Christian Wood alone. And that's not the mentality of the rest of the guys. Like Jay Sean Tate outwardly tonight was frustrated. And you can't sell me for one second that it's just about the game tonight. It's about the recent run of the way that they've been playing. Well, Jayshon Tate just doesn't. Just Jayshon Tate gets a lot of, you know, like there are some calls again tonight that were questionable on him. And sure. I feel like he's been 
you know, I feel like he's gotten a lot of that lately. And they, and look, the Rockets have played a lot in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, maybe that's part of it too. You know, ever since they've come back from that West, West Coast road trip there, there really hasn't been a whole lot to celebrate. I think they've lost seven of eight since that Jazz win, which feels like forever ago, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're looking at, you're looking at Christian Wood and I think the Rockets are beginning to realize, you know, Hey, Christian Wood might not be the answer. Um, and we should look for a potential deal, but at the same time, if they feel like they can get a better deal in the off season, they should go for it. And that's and, the thing that you just said real quick, because I know we're running short on time. Mm-hmm. That's been my problem. If they are just realizing that now that they want to, fully explore more of a Christian Wood deal. I know that they've been listening on Christian Wood the entire season, but if they are doing what you said and just most recently after the last couple of games, listening more intently, that's a problem for me. And that's what we've been calling for the past couple of weeks. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, okay. I think giving him 50, like he, they played 50 games this season and you've only won 15 games I, I, and I don't necessarily think that should be all on Christian Wood, but at the same time, it's m- like moving Christian Wood at this point. I remember, you know, obviously back when, you know, New Year's happened um, and he like refused to sub into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I said that if the Rockets traded Christian Wood, it wouldn't be for basketball reasons. But to be honest, like, like Steve, like Sean says in the comments, Wood being moved would help us free others, free up others and stop other guys from relying on him to score. That is why you would trade Christian Wood right there. He's a space killer. He just, not, he, a spa- yeah, not necessarily a space killer. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it's like, I think, I think taking him out would force other guys to, you know, to, to kind of build some skills, build some shot making skills, shot creation skills. And, and, and that might lead to worse basketball over the next couple of months. But it gets the Rockets, I think, a little bit closer. Because the thing is, the Rockets are going to bring in uh, probably a big at the top of the draft. I'd be shocked if they didn't. There's there's four guys that are worthy of a top five pick uh, with Jabari, with Smith, Jabari and, and Chet and Paolo oh. and Jalen Duran. Like, I don't – there's just way too many bigs at the top of the draft to tell me that the Rockets are not going to get a big. And they'll go from there. I just – that's where I'm at. And look, if they don't find a deal for Christian Wood, it's not the end of the world. They'll likely be traded in a few months. Yeah. Same I mean, with Eric Gordon. Same with Eric Gordon, honestly. And then the other guys, I don't see a problem with with trade with not trading Nawaba just because he's under contract for next season. Like they don't need to trade any of these guys. That's that's the biggest thing is they don't need to trade any of these guys because they're all coming back next season. They don't need to. But you and if I, were, if they were free agents, like with Victor Oladipo last season, they needed to trade Victor Oladipo. Why? Because he was a free agent at the end of the year. So no, technically by letter of the law, they don't need to, they should. Because they, they don't, don't need have... to, but they should, because they have the potential to possibly add some value to their team sure. with, by, by shipping these guys out. Possibly, possibly yeah. is the big word here. Um, but the thing is, if they were, you know, if we keep them for next season, they're vets that can go through the offseason, that can build some chemistry with this group. And, you know, maybe for next year, maybe they're a better value than they are currently. 
But the thing about Nawaba, but they have like, to play him though. Nawaba and Tice, yeah, that's. But and that's why I think they're more likely to go in the off season, just because it's like when you look at Nawaba and Tice, you're like, okay, they they don't play for one of the worst teams in the league. Why would they play for us? You know what I'm saying? Well, they're not playing for us because the Rockets have found guys. Well, that yes, need to develop in a Josh Christopher. In an out yes, but mode. if they were good enough, they would play. That, that's well, they are good enough. That's uh, the problem. There is coaching. It has nothing to do with skill level, because you and okay, I both maybe, know, yeah. like, like watching tonight, like you and I talk about. This is a terrible defensive team. You literally have a guy that you gave five million dollars to in the offseason in David Nawaba that can help your defense. That showed that he can help your defense earlier in the season. You have a guy in Daniel Tice who's one of the better defensive big men in his role when he's playing correctly on the floor. You could have played him tonight against Valanciunas, but you didn't. And you just let Valanciunas eat you alive. And Jackson Hayes, you know, they played better against Jackson Hayes tonight. But that's the problem. We haven't talked about this enough tonight, but coaching the roster has been an issue all year. And if you're not going to play these guys in Nawaba and Tice, then move them for what you can get now. Let the younger guys play so if, even if they, more minutes. If they like, if they trade Nawaba, and they get like a second round pick, is that worth it? Uh, I would like to get more for Nawaba. Exactly. If I could get, or like if for I Tice. Could, if I could get a second rounder for Tice, I would do it. They're gonna have to get more for each one of those guys just for salary. They have than to a because they're rounder. they're under contract for for next season and the season after that. They, they're going to have to get more than just a second-round pick, and it's so, going to be hard. It's going to be hard to ship them. But thank God I'm not the GM, and thank God Rafael Stone is. Uh, look, the way that Rafael Stone has been able to really take a whole lot of nothing into making it into at least something shows to me that he'll be able to do something. on. Like He's creative. He's a creative guy. I can't imagine he just lets this – trade deadline go by without making a little bit of noise i hope so man i mean so i really let, let's do. see let's see what let's see what he'll do let's Absolutely. see what he'll do let's see it make it happen i'm not saying he's been 100 percent perfect in everything that he's done but i do think that most of the moves he's made have helped the rockets more than hurt so let's park this rocket ship i think this is a good place to stop but thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of the dream take be sure to Follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. We'll be back on Thursday afternoon for our annual trade deadline special. We had a lot of fun with it last year. Looking forward to it once again. Mike will be popping in and out with because obviously you know Mike works for a living, and <laughs> I just I, I write. That's that's all that I do. I just I pay attention to sports, I guess. But um, yeah, I think the the trade deadline is at 2 p.m. Central Time. So we'll go live an hour before that. So we're looking at 1 p.m. Central Time. Yes. Yes, 1 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. We'll be, uh, we'll be on for the hour leading up to the deadline, and then we'll talk a little bit after the deadline, see what any last-minute buzzer-beater deals happen, and talk about what's going on with the Rockets and the rest of the league. I, you know... We talked a lot about the Rockets tonight, and as we should, because we are a Rockets podcast, but I do want to talk about, obviously, the Sabonis and Halliburton trade and, and the McCollum trade and all that. We'll do a lot more of that on Thursday at our trade deadline show. So if you are available in the middle of the day, feel free to stop on by here at Spotify Green Room. And also, Thursday night, 
TDS night at Toyota Center. Rockets play the Raptors on Thursday. Michael Brown will be in attendance, and you can go and watch the game with Mike and the rest of the Dream Shake crew. We've got a nice little squad going. I think like about um, what, like 20, 25 people coming already. Yeah, so right thank you to those. 20. Thank you to those that have come and supported already, but we still are selling those tickets up until Thursday night. So head to the dreamshake.com for more information. Be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW podcast underscore M B. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brown. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of the dream take until next time. Go Rockets.